that actually brings up a point, though. Oh, we're back to here, aren't we? Yeah. <laughs> we always come back to here somehow. This show goes to weird places after a while, especially when I'm controlling it here. It's Wednesday, and you're listening to Hump Day Vibes on Radio Fremantle 107.9 FM, and you're here with Brock, Byron, and Alex. So what have you been doing today? Welcome back to Hump Day Vibes on Radio Fremantle 107.9 FM. You're here with Brock, Byron, and Alex, driving you home. On today's show, we have our Reddit question, as always, a V-Day interview, so that's a little bit different, game sesh, nerd talk, and much, much more. But coming up, here's Danger Kids Inside Out. Stay tuned. This is the most addictive website known to men. It will tear your life apart. And that's how we found this question. And the Reddit question of the week is, what's the dumbest thing you believed as a kid? Ooh. We also have another one, but you know. We'll leave into that one. Two more. Okay. The dumbest <laughs> thing, I was say, what was the thing? The dumbest hmm. thing you believed as a kid. Ugh. Depends who's listening. We don't want to spoil the beliefs of some kids. Santa. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. The Easter Bunny. Wait, you come on. I, I guess, though, we don't want to do something that's like unanimous of all kids, okay. I suppose. I'll start, though. I got one, and it's a really good one. So it's not something necessarily I believed as a thing, but it's something I used as a excuse sort of thing, you know? And so basically whenever I was uh, playing with, like, my cousins or my siblings and stuff like that, what we'd end up doing was... Uh, if they happened to be younger than me, I'd be like, and I didn't get my way, I'd be like, oh, I'm going to die first, so I have to do this. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, it was so, so it's, bad. Yeah, it's so morbid. But like, You're terrible. Yeah, but legit, that's what I used to say, like my cousin, because it'd be like, if it was, say, uh, oh, I don't know, playing like choice between football or soccer, I know I, if I wanted to play football and they wanted to play soccer or something like that, I'd be like, I'm oldest and I'm going to die first, let's play football. <laughs> you know, like, that's... That's what I used to do. That's wow. funny. That's, that's, no, that's just funny. terrible. Yeah, but I mean, I was, I was really little at the time, though, you know what I mean? So <laughs> kids are going to be kids, you know? It's probably going to look like something from uh, The Omen or something, you know? I'm going to die first, so I get to choose. <laughs> it's so morbid, but like it's, it's, it's something I look back on kind of funnily, actually. Interesting. I, just like, I like the other ones, like, you know, my favorite one was still Square Eyes. Ah, uh, yes, too much. I mean, that was... Every parent said it to the kids, and it was just terrible. Like, I remember, why would like, you do that? reading this, like, uh, book in primary school. I think it was, like, primary one about square eyes and all that. Really? Yeah. You actually read a book. Someone wrote a book like, about one it? one with, like, pictures and everything, obviously. And oh. uh, basically, the person went up to the um, the TV, and, yeah, the eyes just became square. Oh, <sighs> dear. Terrified me. Yeah, well, I'm sure that would. Yeah. On the topic of eyesight, though, it's the good old uh, eating carrots make your eyes go uh, better, you know, stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, okay. And yep, some kids definitely believe that one, so. Some adults <laughs> still believe that one. And I mean, uh, what is it? Eating crusts make your hair go curly. Uh, there's so many it's little so lies, many. though. What's little the white one? lies to encourage people to eat their greens and whatnot. Don't go swimming after eating a fair bit, or what was that? No, no, that's about cramping and stuff. That's fine. Okay. You really shouldn't be going swimming straight away. That's actually true okay is it actually yeah <laughs> man i don't even care i'll still jump in a pool or anything like that you know it's more like because if you eat a lot of food and then you go jump in the pool you can be sick mm. yeah but i mean because okay that's an example you go eat a big meal and then just go for a massive run that ain't gonna happen You're uh gonna actually after i do that all the time though not running but i play ice hockey after doing that yeah but how often do you actually just go into like the full out going for it all the time like 30 minutes? Do you have a 30-minute break before that? No, I legit eat 
my dinner, like a massive burger and massive chips, have a pint at the same time. And then legit, I get changed in my hockey gear and jump out onto the ice. Yeah, but that's that's it. You've gone changed and it takes a while to get your gear on, you know. It takes 10 minutes. I'll give you that one. <laughs> <laughs> like, And then you go full, like full out when you're on the ice. It's like, like 100 meter sprints. Yeah, but you warm up still, don't you? You do warm-ups? No. You're crazy. I'm I'm in beer league hockey. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so bad. Yeah. I can't... Oh, no. Okay, well, I we're going to... I, don't, I need to th- remember one as well. Um, when I was out uh, swimming, like when I was a kid, I think we were in southern France, and I was in the pool and I didn't realize that the water evaporated a little bit because it was like up to my neck instead of like up to my chin. So I thought I like, I grew a little bit. For some reason, it's cool. Look at me. I'm like higher than this part of the pillar, but evaporation. Damn you with the sun. Damn you, science. Yeah. And the other one, when I was a kid, and I swear I believe this, I like I saw a map of the entire world. I was probably like four or five, and I thought that was just all of Northern Ireland. I thought that was just my life. Oh no no, but the map, yeah. the world map, we all believed that that's how the it's like Australia is my. It's like Australia is my granny's house, or that that you know. Yeah, everyone thinks Australia is tiny and, like, everything else is massive. But really, Mm. it's different. Like, now they're actually correcting those maps. But everyone thought those globes were just correct. Yeah. And Australia was just tiny. And then the US and Russia were massive. But really, Africa is, like, the biggest continent, you know. No, it wasn't even that. It was just I didn't think that those lands existed. It was just Northern Ireland for me. (laughs) What I do like about maps, though, is that they're a very accurate representation of the world. So, obviously, like, a map's pretty flat. And, I mean, the Earth is as well. So, like... Okay, Flat Earther. <laughs> okay, we're going into our next song. Here's DRC Spiller Wildfire. You listen to Hump Day Vibes, driving you home. And that was You You Egoism, and before that was Kate Miss Shiny. And with Valentine's Day coming up, a lot of us are going to reflect on how dating works in our lives, but none of us will realize how difficult it can be for someone in the adult entertainment industry. I caught up with an adult performer who's asked me to use their stage name, Angel, and I asked the hard question. When did she discover dating was difficult in her industry? I think it was um, when I last got serious with a guy and we had feelings for each other and we're ready to take it to the next level. But it always came up that my job was why we couldn't get serious. What things come up though? It would be meeting the parents, of course. That's always a fun one. What else would happen? So the guys that I've associated with in the past, they wouldn't like me posting about them or tagging them in anything or like letting anyone know basically that they associated with me. But when the tables turned, they were allowed to brag about me and the things we did together. And so it wasn't really fair. What about your friends and what happens there? My current friends are great. They're really supportive about it and um, open to it. Like they don't, like really see as anything bad but I've had friends in the past that would either say they're okay with it and then talk about me. I'm sorry that's really rough. Can I ask when was your last proper relationship then and was your career choice the reason it ended? I think that it had something to do with it but there were definitely other factors involved but this was two years and eight months ago so it was around the time I started doing this work so it would make sense. So in two and a half years you haven't had a proper relationship because of your work? Pretty much. How does it make you feel though? 
it's kind of annoying because like I want people to just see me as a person but they just continuously fetishize me so most guys seem to only hang around in pursuit of their ultimate fantasy and they seem to overlook the fact that I need affection just as much as any other person so how do you want to be seen like, I do want to be seen as attractive and that stuff, but I also want to be seen as a person too. And it's like they don't even want to get to know me. They just want their experience and nothing else. So I've had several people tell me, why don't you just change jobs or do something else if you want a boyfriend that respects you? I shouldn't have to change careers to get the same respect everyone else gets. personal relationships being impacted by your work. That was an interview with Angel, who I recently met and had the pleasure of interviewing. So Valentine's Day is coming up. Oh, no. That's got to be a huge uh, thing to worry about. Yeah. Like, like, it, it's rough, especially around Valentine's Day, because it just would be sitting in her head constantly, just what is this person thinking about? I just learned to dread Valentine's Day, because the majority of time I work at a bar on Valentine's Day, and you get all these couples showing up. It's a nightmare. It's it's just kind of disheartening, though, I guess, to hear that their their personal relationships with people are being impacted by... Their career. Their career, you know what I mean? Whereas usually uh, that's not the case with a lot of other jobs, you know what I mean? Yeah, I, there's not many jobs that are impacted. It. There's only a few ones I can think of. The entertainment industry and anyone doing FIFO, they're the major ones I can think of. Or maybe night shift people. Apart from that, they don't really get affected as much. And... Yeah, I know they've. I know uh, Angel talked about her reasoning as to why uh, it's been happening. But do you think there's anything else which is uh, causing this as well? Do you think it's more uh, embarrassment from the uh, the other people involved? I think yeah, it would be embarrassment and acceptance. It has to be. I mean, that's the way she explained it as well. Yeah. And there was some other information shared there which didn't make it in there because we have to limit the time frame of that. But. There was other things, what was it? Uh, I'm blanking on it now. Um, but it's basically enough information to where uh, she just went into a bit more detail about Yeah, the, things, there was more details of people and what they think and how things go eventually and the way they act. And there was actually a story about her ex-partner ha- having issues with random guys because these random guys were emotionally attached to her on the online persona and because they knew who... He was, something happened to him, and it was a bad incident. So things have started to affect the partner as well, you're saying? Yeah, well, that's when she was doing it. But that was just another thing she said with me, and I was, I was very thankful for her to share that to me, but it was a bit too much to go into the full details in the interview, well, unfortunately. Well, I, I think Angel's very brave for even just opening up in the first place to have this interview. Not many people would want to do that, especially on live radio, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, it's often a very private matter. But, but um, uh, No, it's admirable. So thank you for sharing that saying, with us. Yeah. We appreciate it a lot. But, okay, let's go a bit happier topic now. What are you guys doing for Valentine's Day? Valentine's Day is on Friday. Friday? Yes, Friday. Oh, dear. Actually, no, I'm not rostered on for Friday, so I don't know. I think like, <laughs> a, I think, like, a, I think like a, group of, uh, a group of friends of mine were, were thinking about, well, it's been suggested to me that I should join along and go to like, some singles night in Perth. I was like, oh, dear. You probably should. <laughs> probably should. 
hey girl, do you want to read some history with me? Because you're a history major? Yeah. <laughs> I've got the degree to prove it, though. Hey! Hey, we're not talking about that now, though. No. <laughs> Later, though. What are you doing, Brock, though? I don't have any plans. No. Oh. Well, I have my sister's wedding. Who doesn't let me take a plus one? What is this? It's Valentine's Day. Wow. How can I not have a plus one? That's ridiculous. She doesn't want you uh, overhyping everything and uh, taking all the uh, attention no, away. Take it, take it as a compliment. Compliment. Maybe it's your charisma. You know, she doesn't want you distracting all the other women there, you know? That is her... What? I will no, be distracting think, because... If, yeah, but... If I'm there by myself, I can go do other things. I can adventure yeah. out. If I have someone there locking me down... Oh, yeah, exactly. I would not as a, like a moral, around and... As a no, moral see, restraint, <laughs> perhaps. Like that's why she's done machine. it, though. Yeah. Because if you're, if so you're by like, yourself... Just, you, like, just go for it, Byron. No, 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 no. It's the opposite. <laughs> it's, it's a subtle manipulative thing in your head where they're going, oh, you're not allowed a plus one, so you're going to be by yourself. But <laughs> because yourself. it's my wedding, you wouldn't possibly dare do this. <laughs> uh, but just like whispering, knock yourself out, bird. <laughs> oh, so it's a lose-lose situation <laughs> for you either way, situation. mate. I can't win in this situation. Yeah. And I have to, t- you know, I'm doing a lot before that. I think just years in hospitality just made me so cynical about Valentine's Day. Okay, so question for you guys, though. What? So I'm taking Friday off to help with the wedding and set up and stuff like that. But my brother is working up to the last minute before he has to go get on the bus. What are your thoughts? I mean, yeah, it's life. <laughs> yeah, you but, have to no, work some but, days. But he, the opposite, Richard, so the soon-to-be brother-in-law, he helped out my brother with the setup of the wedding and stuff like that. And we drove an hour out. We spent hours setting up. So shouldn't it be reap? You know, they was it reap? I oh, can't think of it. Shouldn't they both? You know, it's a give and take thing. Shouldn't he did it for him? Shouldn't it happen the other way around? I mean, that being said, though, that's a very uh, narrow-minded point of view in that sense, though, because that's, that's just everything out in the open, you know what I mean? Yeah. There's, there can be other considerations taken into part. So, like, for example, he may have been the one who did the initial planning of, hey, these things are going here this time. Can you do it when it physically happens? Oh, no, no, this is like Richard went, no, I'm available and ready to help you out. Doesn't matter what happens. While my brother's gone, oh, what's the latest time I can get on the bus? I just want to see how many clients I can get in. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I I don't see really a big issue with it because I mean, you know, this this isn't the whole story, you know, in my opinion. You know what I mean? There's and there's a person A truth and a person B truth essentially. I just think he should be taking the time off to help out. Yeah, and but he's not going to completely ignore everything though. He's still going to be there at some point to help he's out. Gonna, right? No, 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 no. He's just rocking up for the bus to go there to drink and stuff, to be there for the ceremony. It's terrible. Mm. At least that's my opinion of it. I think he should be there helping. Help. I'm even helping Thursday night. I don't know. I think we'll. I think we'll let the listeners decide on uh, what no, what phones. they think. <laughs> if these guys have our contact details at all, hit us up on a message or something like that to give this us your Valentine's thoughts. Valentine's Day. We want people talking yeah. to us. Maybe hit up the uh, Hump Day Vibes Facebook page or something, and we'll check out if you've. Got any interesting uh, tidbits for that one? By the way, do we have another Reddit question that's quite appropriate, considering our current topic? We uh, do, but we're going to talk about it later. Okay. Yes. Okay, going to our next song. Here's Hazel English, Off My Mind. You're listening to Humpty Vibes. Take you home on Radio Fremantle, 107.9 FM. And that was Gazed by Grenade Jumper. And before that, we had Falling Out by Fangs. It's now time for a lovely new edition of Game Sesh. Choose your character. Choose your weapon. Round one. Fight! This is Game Sesh. Alrighty, on this week's edition of Game Sesh, 
What we are primarily going to be talking about is the new regulations which have been tightened up in regards to gaming in China. So uh, I know, Alex, you know a tiny bit about this one, but uh, for those who may not know and who want a quick uh, update on what's going on, do you know what we're talking about right now? Well, basically it's the question of, well, regulations on video games in China is nothing really new, but at the moment they're introducing a bit more of a tighter form of regulation no more English words or, quote-unquote, Imperial Harem games, which is quite strange, but uh, we shall certainly dive into that. Now, according to a few of the points, um, I was initially quite hostile to it, but I do sort of see the argument that they're going with. They don't want too many English words. They want it preferably in simplified Chinese, which is because um, games are sold in China and they still show the words in English. That I can sort of understand, but uh, yeah... Well, a couple more uh, extra points which I'd like to bring up, which is uh, basically um, they also have a couple of points in regards to so in-game marriage systems. Mm-hmm. So they're trying to restrict those for minors, which I think is very fair because obviously, uh, you know, who knows the implications behind that? And it, you could honestly be a minor marrying like some 40-year-old for, you know, in-game, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And so there's a real thing for that. But one thing which I am kind of against is the gore restrictions, which they that's uh, nothing put in. new. Um, it's not for China. new, of course. Like there is, like you're not allowed to show any form of blood, and the bodies shown in the game they're only allowed to be there for like a couple of seconds. Um, Creative Assembly, the developers for Total War, had to sort of um, acquiesce to such de- demands by Chinese censors in their latest Total War game, Total War Three Kingdoms, for it to be sold in the Chinese market. Uh, but. Censoring violence in video games, I don't see the point, honestly. Just introduce an age restriction instead of going, think of the children! You know? Yeah, I agree. But and even then, though, even then, like just have it in the options menu to remove the blood. Well, we had something like that happen for a game called Left 4 Dead 2, where we yes, were censored the and they... version. Yeah. Essentially, if you kill the zombies, they would just drop dead and you wouldn't see them again. And everyone got the workaround, which was just, hey, go buy it from the UK Steam store. That was it. But, you know, we... We didn't know why it was pointless. Well, Australia was once the nanny state when it came to video games, wasn't it? Remember back in those dark old days when it was only MA15+. plus. Yeah. Yeah, what about it? Well, like uh, before the days there was RE18. So um, like the days when uh, Mortal Kombat 9, I think it was, when it was banned in Australia for a very long time. Well, one point I do want to bring up, though, is uh, something which we've all, uh, talked about a lot on this show and it's about loot boxes. So one thing which I am actually going to praise them incredibly well on is uh, what they've done to change the loot box system in China. So what they've done now is recently uh, they already have a law where you have to put percentages of what your chances are of receiving certain items. I would agree with that. I think that would be good. But they've improved it even more. So what they've done now is because of the gambling connotation or the stuff like that, They've now introduced hard limits on openings as well. So you can only open, say, 50 loot boxes per day. But they also now have uh, specific numbers which now need to be shown. Mm. So it's no longer... It's a percentage of chance of receiving an item. They now have to show you the amount of pulls you have to do to receive it. And considering miners as well, I think that's very very important as well. Yeah. You know my opinion on loot boxes. Get rid of all of them. But... If people are going into this uh, system where they ha- receive concrete numbers of how many pulls you are going have to have to do to get this, 
it is completely transparent. I think that is pretty fair. And I do remember yeah. years ago there was that um, fiasco going on about the gambling sites on Counter uh, Strike Go. Yeah, with uh, the um, the weapons and skins. CS:GO. Yeah. Lotto. Yeah, CS:GO. Lotto. Yeah, exactly. No. CS:GO. Lotto. Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly right. Uh, pretty much, if they had specific uh, hard numbers, I think this wouldn't be an issue. Yeah, it might be. It might suck for consumers because they're trying to milk the amount of money out of people, but they're not being evil about it in the sense of not telling you anything. They're giving you all the information you need to do. That's why this is a very rare item. We're considering this a very expensive item. You're going to have to fork over for this item. So, yeah, I think that's fair. If you say this, though, we might as well go all the way out to normal games in casinos and just be like, give us the actual odds of winning everything. Blackjack, Uh, you know, roulette. No, All but those see, things. I think no, but see, you do like, have the odds, technically. You don't. They're but, not actually written but, down in front of you, readily available. But also, with one thing you have to consider with uh, casinos, you know, it's very, very clear it's strictly over 18. But Whereas, if you're doing on the online world in video games, it's much more likely for minors to be involved. So, see, yeah. so that's one thing you have to consider. I, like, I can, when you're going into a casino, you know what you're getting into. You know the risk yeah, involved. Yeah, I could totally see on, like, the digital versions of casino stuff, like, in actu- like with casinos, like, with the odds... But you know the odds if you're going to a physical, like, location at the casino, you know what I mean? If you're playing roulette, for example, they're physically putting... You're taking the, the risk. You yeah, know you're taking the yeah, risk. Yeah, they're physically putting the ball in the machine, and you can see all the numbers there, you know what I mean? There's no yeah. faking of that or anything like that. Like, that's... But it's changed. It used to be that the, say, for example, for roulette, you'd have certain way the thing was designed for it to bump up and bump down, but now it's, you know, they made it so it's a bit more random. It's always changing. But yeah, I guess that's just my opinion of that as well. But considering, but I think gambling's terrible in general. Considering though that gambling also has uh, organisations behind it about the fairness and all of the stuff like that as well, that's reassuring in my eyes. So I'm more happy to just turn a blind eye and believe everything is exactly how it says it is because there's a, like a fair commission behind it, you know what I mean? Whereas we don't know that in the video game industry because it's just the publishers who do all their stuff. But also just... Going back to the issue with China and censorship, since there are fewer games being approved by China... 23 last year. Yeah. For console, that was, that's nothing. Mm, exactly. But that could possibly be beneficial for us, because that means the developers wouldn't necessarily have to acquiesce to the demands of Chinese censors. Yeah. And that could be good. And before we quickly go to our next song, though, uh, you, you brought up a great point there, Byron, with the 23 games or whatever it was. So last year in China, out of all the approval rates for video games for everything, there was only 1,100 and something games which were approved. I'll grab the exact number right now. 1,570 games were approved in uh, 2019. And over 1,000 were uh, console games? Yeah. Not console, um, mobile, mobile games. 1,462 were mobile games. And uh, only 11.8% out of all those games right there were foreign imports. It's tiny. It's a tiny so number. It's a, it's a, yeah, exactly. It's a tiny number. Anyway, so we're going to go to our next song. Coming up right now, we have Innocent Girl by Tony Sergi. Once again, you're listening to Hump Day Vibes, driving you home with Brock Byron and Alex on Radio Fremantle, 107.9 FM. And you just listened to Autumn by Zach Eichner. And before that, we had I Just Want to Look at You by Eilish Gilligan. Welcome back to Hump Day Vibes on Radio Fremantle, 107.9 FM with Brock, Byron and Alex. If you're enjoying the show, make sure that you are checking us out on Facebook and Instagram at Hump Day Vibes. We're also available on Spotify and Podbean, which is just Hump Day Vibes. 
But then also check us out on our website, which is humpdayvibes.com, where you can listen to every single show from 2019 and 2020 and beyond. Start, and you can, start midway, though. So, yeah, you can start midway, though, where we've obviously improved and whatnot. <laughs> uh, we also post all the song lists on the uh, website as well. So if you enjoy listening to the music, which we played on the show, all the new stuff is popping up there. And all the other stuff, which we also play, is also on there as well. So, yeah. Anyway, Zoe, we've just got a bit of general housekeeping for this part of the show, at least. Are we, because do we get to talk about our feelings? Yeah, we get to talk about our feelings and wow. recent events and stuff like that. But the big one, which I want to talk about first, though, is you went skydiving, Alex. Yes, I did. You Tell us about it. bunch of pansies. You didn't join me. I was at work. No, no, no. You were like, oh, it cost $80. So I went, yeah, sure. 80 bucks to go skydiving. Sure, why not? And then, oh, it's... Um, <laughs> it's actually 270 270 so... Um, well, <laughs> I would definitely say I have no regrets, and I'll certainly be doing it again. Well, if you had regrets, you wouldn't be here. Do you know what's hilarious, though? Uh, prior to doing it, you had to, you know... Sign a few wafers and all that. And also, you have the option to pay for insurance. It's like, if you die by skydiving, you're not really going to care about insurance. You know, maybe if you're, like, just lying there on the ground, dies, like, yeah, it's going to be a bit cheaper, yeah. <laughs> but um, I would certainly say the best point of the skydiving was um, the free fall, just immediately jumping out of the plane. It was almost dreamlike. It's really weird to describe. And especially, like, being upside down and somersaulting and all that. That was incredible. And, nice. And I landed on uh, Rockingham Beach. Solo? No, no, no. No, no, no. I'd be too nervous for that. You need a lot of training to do it solo. But, you know, I had someone strapped to me as well. So it was weird having my life basically in their hands. You had a backpack on, and then that person had a backpack on. Mm, yeah. I do, know what's, uh, do you know what was really terrifying, though? Like, when we were on the... The parachute opened, and we were just, like, floating down. Then he said to me, right, I just got to loosen this a little bit, you know, just to make it more comfortable. I was like... <laughs> <laughs> and I just and I moved down like like a couple of centimeters. I was like, I was like, <laughs> they would do that just to mess with you. Uh no! If I was like one of those instructors, um, prior to jumping out, I was just like, oh no, like something's loose or whatever. They'd just jump out. <laughs> <laughs> well, that sounds like you had a fun time though. Although uh, Byron, you didn't have a fun time though because uh, you apparently uh, got mistaken for a sixteen-year-old the other day. Yes, so he has a baby face, doesn't he? He does. But I've got the facial hair on everything Look right now. That's the worst cheeks part. On him. Oh. So Little I went dimples. to an op shop to buy a suit for my sister's wedding because I was told I can't wear the same suit as last time. Very upsetting to me. So I went in, you know, found a suit straight away at the same one I've seen to find all the op shop clothes I've seen to purchase. I put it on, fits pretty well. And then I go to purchase it. And there's this lady talking to my friend, Nicole, who's there with me. And she's like, oh, yeah, so you're getting it for your school ball. I went, wait, what? And she's like, yeah, isn't this your chaperone? I'm like, what have you said? But she hadn't said anything. She literally just thought I was doing that because she was there with her son. And there was a few other people there with their sons and daughters trying to get, you know, cheap dresses ah. and suits and stuff. But I was just like, I do not look like I'm anywhere <laughs> close to that age. And then I thought about it. I was like, is she senile? Is there something wrong with this lady? And were you like, you had your facial hair. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like, no, she, actually, she just shaved and you had, like, that baby face? No, you know? I didn't have it, though. You know what? With what you've got going for you at the moment, because there's not much to it, I can totally see why, though. Because it's only... It look, it's kind of bum-fluffy at the moment. It doesn't Ooh. look bum-fluffy. It's not bum-fluffy. you got bum-fluffy. I have I, not I, I, just, I just shaved off my entire beard. Exactly. Bum-fluff now. Yeah. Yeah, no, but that's <laughs> what you're at, though, you know? Yeah, well, not now, though, because, like, but a couple of days ago when that would have happened, that's... 
what it probably would no, have no, been it, like for you. No, it was like this because I trim this constantly. Hmm, interesting. Yeah, no, I was But you don't, you don't look like a 16-year-old. Not anymore, not anymore. Yeah. At least it doesn't look like a 50-year-old. That's true. Mm. But, uh... Of course, I, t- I tend to shave my beard off when it turns into that ridiculous Lennon goatee that you all see. Did you only oh, grow yeah, that? Yeah. yeah. Mm. All right, let's get on to the main uh, topic, though. Uh, used to... You recently actually managed to graduate university. I know. I guess who did it? <laughs> I've still got a year left. Come on, bro. Six months? No, year. Oh, yeah. Well, anyways, so yeah, we graduate and we've discovered that... Graduation <laughs> ceremonies are awful. Yeah. I hated it. Three hours of just sitting in a chair. Then you just walk up in a and line. The and the as well. And the lights and everything. And the big screens. It was so hot. And you pay $125 to rent a... A suit? and no, a robe that's yeah. like... Roasting? Yeah, and you're roasting it, Alice. Do you at least get to keep the robe? You pay, no, if no, you, no. you pay like an extra hundred bucks for that. And also, you only get one glass of bubbly. Yeah, and it's a small glass. And there was like, you know, they said the food after. It was sandwiches like and sandwiches pies. And like stuff that you would get in any event, you know? You'd, you know, you host something for your friends and you'd have it there for them. That's what you'd have there. Hey, look, people are coming and getting drunk. Here's some food. You're having one glass of bubbly. At least put some decent food out. It's probably cheap <laughs> bubbly too. To be honest, they should have kept the tab open. Yeah. That would have been great. I would have bought two jugs. Yeah. One drunk. Just for myself. Yeah. But then again, though, I sort of enjoyed myself when I got home. I had a lovely glass of red breast Irish whiskey, 12 year bottle. Oof. And also, I was feeling a bit peckish, so I ordered Domino's. <laughs> Sounds Glorious like the awesome, one. Uh, Garlic bread crust. Right so let's just go back to the clarifying. Graduations suck. <laughs> yes. Well, hopefully, like, mine, when I reach it eventually, hopefully. Yeah. Uh, it's a bit better then. You can enjoy the, the three hours of sucking. Yeah. And the worst <laughs> part is, though, I won't have any friends to enjoy it with. Aww. Saying that, though, I barely knew anyone no there, too. there. Yeah. I was like, we have, we had it on a separate day. I had a Monday. Like I said, Tuesday. And I was very confused. I was like, same degree. Why don't we have it the same day? But then history major, so, you know. Do you at least, like, recognize anyone, though? No. Yeah, maybe eight people. One of the deans, like, on the stage. Elise was... There? Oh, yep, yep, yep. We One barely saw her. Broadcasting friends, essentially. Yeah. yeah. That's it, though. Well, wow. many. Initially, I thought it would be determined by the school that you studied in, but it was more by your disciplines, which was irritating. Because I sort of freaked out a little bit when I was told that mine would be on the 11th when it said on the website that the for the School of Arts it was on the 10th. Yeah. It's weird. That's so going to be interesting because I feel like I'm just going to be the lone person in the one chair now. Because obviously. Yeah, because there's no more. There isn't a radio major. Yeah. It's going to be just me now. He's going to be the black sheep. No, no, because they'll just say Bachelor of Arts. That's all they say. They don't say anything else. Yeah, but no, but my thing is, though. Yeah, it is true. There's going to be no more Bachelor of Arts when I graduate. Oh, there will be. There, there will, will be. be. Guaranteed. Sure? Yeah. No, but see, remember, I we were the last intake of students for yes, but there Bachelor were of Arts. still people that didn't transfer their thing over. You reckon? That, yeah, guaranteed. I don't know. I, I'll take that bet. Okay. I reckon I'll be the, the last sole survivor. You can at me. <laughs> okay. Alrighty, and uh, one final update, which we're going to talk about. We're going to be moving away from the housekeeping, but we're going to briefly touch on it, is uh, just a bit of sports update. So, uh, Alex, you were saying that the uh, rugby was well, the, uh, having uh, something going on right now? The Guinness Six Nations has taken an interesting turn with round two because the Irish team beat the previous champions, Wales. Yes! <laughs> but uh, this weekend they will be up against the English, so I am very much looking forward to see how that, how much that, how well that match goes. But um, I would say the only team that I'm worried about Ireland would be actually France because they smashed the English in round one. But uh, I only pay attention to the Irish team because I'm biased. Yeah, it's fair enough. And uh, the only other thing I really want to talk about in regards to sport though is uh, 
basically the XFL is now a thing again, which uh, if you didn't know, uh, so the owner of the WWE, like the wrestling, uh, he used to own this uh, football league, which was meant to be a rival to the NFL with gridiron. So um, called XFL. And it was ran in the early 2000s. It lasted one season before folding. He decided to bring it back again for 2020 with a bit more years of preparation. And it's actually done really well. It's, it's hit it off with the crowds and stuff like that. It's now a spring alternative to the NHL. It's running like the week after the Super Bowl and stuff like that. And people are liking it because it's something different. It has different rules, but it's still football. Well, American football. Yeah, but there's a lot of different rules for it to you, for people to learn, but it's a lot quicker. That's the important thing. It's a lot of a quicker sport, and that's the problem with NFL, sorry, uh, American football, sorry, when you watch it. It's a long football game. in the end. It, yeah. is a, it is a three-hour event. Well, this well, you know, can be two hours, one and a half hours, depending on how they play, but having a you know, sport that's shorter, kind of like 2020 cricket, you know, when that came in, it revitalized the sport. This is something that can revitalize it. I mean, don't get me wrong, they got a massive following there anyway, so it doesn't really matter that much, but... You know, this is going to bring different athletes in, give them the off-season to do something as well. And well, The best part is, though, is because it's run separate from the NFL, yeah. it's um, actually got... So those who missed out on being drafted to the NFL, they've been able to be picked up. It's got former NFL players. So it's NFL quality of American football, but it's not the NFL. Yeah, that's true, true. So yeah. it's... And if it's going to be faster and it's going to be better for the fans, like, why not? You know? So honestly, I think that's something everyone should check out you know what i mean there's highlights available on like youtube and stuff like that but i ha- i don't really even watch american football but i was enjoying it so no you like watching sports <laughs> yeah sometimes <laughs> for me it's only rugby anyways uh, we are going to go to our next song this one is by the lovely lover and it's called waiting up and once again you're listening to hump day vibes on radio frame at 107.9 fm with brock byron and alex and that was Get Ahead by Grenade Jumper. And Jumper. And before that was Unwritten Laws by Mina Doe. Mina Doe. Is that how you said? You're listening to Hump Day Vibes driving you home with Brock Byron and Alex on Radio Fremantle 107.9 FM. So now we're going to come up to our latest edition of Nerd Talk. We are talking Pokemon. Game of Thrones. We could talk about that. You guys remember Gangnam Style, right? I loved Gangnam Style. You're listening to Nerd Talk. So for this recent edition of Nerd Talk, one of you two is bringing up the topic of Birds of Prey. Was it you, Byron? Well, I wasn't the one that brought it up, but I'm fully aware of what they're doing to it. And it kind of makes sense because the movie's actually done terrible, but the character themselves, Harley Quinn, is a massively popular character. I mean... She's only been out for like 30 years, but the reason they're changing it because they it's now Harley Quinn and the Birds of Prey, I believe it is, instead of being Harley Quinn and the fabulous, sorry, Birds of Prey and the fabulous Harley Quinn. It was just, doesn't work. The title doesn't work and now they've changed it and it sounds better, but still. It should be important to note though, the title change is only in the marketing. So the film is still called the Birds of Prey, the blah, 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 blah. But what they're advertising it at is Harley Quinn, Birds of Prey, you know. I mean, when they advertised it, it was her, Harley being the one being advertised. It wasn't the rest mm. of them. It was just her, pretty but much. Do you know what I find interesting? Those, cause you're for this, right, Byron? I'm for the change, yeah, yeah, yeah. See, I think the change in the advertising material is fine and stuff like that. But I actually am going to disagree with you. Oh. Yeah. So I actually think that uh, 
because of the marketing and all of the stuff like that, they've done a horrible job marketing this film and with the trailers and all of the stuff like that, it's bombed. And what they're doing is they're taking the... Um, well, it's, it's bombing. I was just going to say, I thought the trailer was really good. No, but see, see I disagree. And basically what I... Uh, I'm more inclined to believe uh, or side uh, Brock on this issue. No, but what, what I honestly think has happened is they've done this and they've done it bad enough and they're trying to use Holly's uh, popularity to uh, fix it up with the marketing. But I don't actually think the Harley Quinn name is a big enough name just yet to fix things up. I don't think it's going to make much of a difference. I don't think it's, it's say, for example, as big of a, as a name as saying labeling a movie Batman or Superman. Or, or Joker. Or Joker or something like that. I don't think Harley's at that level yet just because to the casual mainstream fan who may know who Harley Quinn is and stuff like that, they don't see Harley Quinn as Harley Quinn. And especially uh, Birds of Prey, because everyone, if you're like a hardcore DC fan, you'll know what the Birds of Prey is. Yeah. But um, yeah, I can understand them trying to put in a more recognizable character in it. Even though when it comes to Harley Quinn, though, I am sick of seeing Harley, Harley Quinn costumes in conventions. But a lot of people who aren't really huge fans and are just casual and stuff like that, they don't see Harley Quinn as Harley Quinn. Mm. They see Harley Quinn as a female Joker, even if that's not who Harley Quinn is. I just see it as, I mean, okay, firstly, that you know, Suicide Squad, that bombed. Completely bombed. It's absolutely terrible. But they're still using the same character, and they're continuing that universe along. But when it comes down to it, it's not going to be enough. Mm. But I do think she was a pinnacle moment in that movie. And I feel like she was one of the good things to come out of it. To be honest, though, I just don't like them continuing on from what they left with in Suicide Squad. I mean, look, the movie itself was terrible. We all know it was terrible. But... Harley Quinn was a great character in it. Mm. I thought she was amazing. <laughs> but that doesn't make the Harley Quinn character a superstar. No, it doesn't. But I thought that character in exploring the universe with her would be a good move. I just don't... I don't think any of the characters in Suicide Squad were that good. Like, her... I would say Harley Quinn's look was quite iconic in Suicide Squad. Especially with the amount of costumes that you see today of, of it. But, uh, I don't know, the writing and just the um, the overall direction of Suicide Squad sort of killed oh, no, it. It was absolutely trash. What they didn't, they went, Hence the name, I suppose. You know? It was trash. But when it comes down to it, I do think they've done a good job. With right. um, I thought my personally, personal favorite is that she looks good, but, you know, it you kind of just, it feels like a character you could believe in. That mm. makes sense? At least that's my opinion of it. But also, going back to the costumes, though, you got to remember, Batman Arkham Asylum brought in the costumes of yes. her. Like, it wasn't this character bring, making it, was, it popular. Yeah, like, in, in Arkham Asylum, it wasn't the um, the classic Harley Quinn that we know from the Batman animated series. Yeah, this is the one that everyone likes now. This is mm. what it is. And this is why this continues on with Megan? Maggie? What's her name? Maggie? Maggie uh, Margot Robbie. Yeah, Margot Robbie, yes. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, I was so confused when you were like, Maggie? Maggie, Maggie and I was like, what's the character? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, just you know, just bring this out. Like, I feel like they should have marketed it the right way the first time with her being the main character because she's the main character. Birds of Prey is not the best example to be. Hey, let's have Birds of Prey with Harley Quinn because mm. really it should be Harley Quinn and the Birds of Prey because Harley Quinn's not really part of the Birds of Prey. That's that the other problem. Me, it sort of makes me think about the success of the Joker as well because I only had like a, an eighty million dollar budget and I got like a billion at the box office. I think one reason why the marketing was so successful for the Joker was the the controversy around it as well, like especially the media, like uh, but it's also just Joker. Mm. Yeah, nothing else. And look, you, it was you know good exactly movie. what you're going to get when it's Joker. Mm. Yeah, we get the same one with Harley Quinn. You know exactly what you're going to get, which is madness, which is great. Yeah. 
But I think, though, I don't like a continuation of a cinematic universe. I think they should go along the direction of the Shazam movie, for instance. I think that was excellent. No, no, that's Even part it's, of the universe. It's, it's, I like to see it as loosely connected, and I don't want it to be connected. I just want them all to be standalone films. Just pull those strings together. Yeah, yeah and briefly, though, because I know we're about to move on, uh, obviously because we've got Birds of Prey talk and Harley Quinn and stuff like that, uh, are you a bit disappointed, Alex, about how Joker didn't uh, win Best Film or, or anything like that? At the no, Oscars, you know? not really. Um, I certainly believe that uh, Joaquin Phoenix definitely deserves Best Actor. And uh, for the best um, score, I can never say her. Hildur Grindustotter. It's one of those weird um, Icelandic names. But uh, no, she definitely deserved that award because that soundtrack was absolutely amazing. She did other scores for, um, uh, what was it, Chernobyl as well. Oh, yeah. That was absolutely fantastic. But, you know... I don't understand people getting all fussed about the Oscars. You know, the, the Academy choose who they want to choose. And, you know, it's not going to end the world. Whoever, if your favorite film doesn't get chosen, whatever, you're still, you're still going to like the film. I know, Avengers didn't get picked for anything. Yeah, but to be honest, the Avengers was okay. Like, the Endgame... Mm. No, but see, Avengers is a good... I Actually, I still haven't seen, like, um, the ending. But look, I'm just going to say, like, <laughs> people, have said it, people have said it's a good film. But it's nothing which is... So awe-inspiring, and you know what I mean. Like, I would say that makes sense. I would say it's not great. Like at an objective level, I would think Infinity War is a better film than Endgame. Why? Because they brought everyone together for the like that time. Yeah, I don't know. I just feel like it was just structured and written better, perhaps. Unlike their focus on Thanos as well. But anyway, coming up now, we have a song. Even Keel is that how you say it? I mean, Evan Keel. Yeah, sorry, yes, yes, Evan, Evan Keel. By Tanaya Harper. You're listening to Hot Day Vibes with Brock Byrne and Alex. Driving you home on Radio Fremantle 107.9 FM. Stay tuned. And that was Divers in a Hurricane by Eleventy Seven. And before that, it was Fill Your Glass by Ruben Neeson. You're listening to Hump Day Vibes, driving you home with Brock Byron and Alex on Radio Fremantle 107.9 FM. Now, Byron, you could be a very boring person someday, so you, so you wanted to bring up some news about a fine being introduced. No, I wasn't the one doing it. Yeah, I'll, I'll do it, I'll do it. <laughs> that wasn't me. I don't know, you just seen the type that would. After, yeah. that, after that one ages ago, we were talking about accounting. Like, come on. I mean, Byron you just don't care about as well. Though. Yeah, I just find it boring because it's meant to be like an entertaining show, you know? Yeah, but you got to keep things relevant. Yeah. And the fact that you actually bring in topics now, it's amazing. That's because it's topics that interest me. It's amazing it's been, what, a year? <laughs> no, no, I would occasionally bring in topics like once every full moon and all that. But anyway, we're <laughs> sort of losing track here. Alrighty. So basically what's happening, starting in July uh, in WA, and this is going to be the equal highest fine in the country. Which is ridiculous. No, I think it's fine. It's basically uh, yeah, fine. Uh, no pun intended there, <laughs> but uh, pretty much what's happening is starting in July. If you use your mobile phone whilst driving, you're going to get a one thousand dollar fine if you're caught. Good, and I agree. Good, it is a great step for not only just safety, but the more you bump this up, the more people are going to hopefully be less inclined to use it. You know what I mean? It's just in case for the risk of getting a thousand dollar fine. And if you're using your phone in the first place while driving, you're an idiot and you need to stop. So if you're listening right now and you're driving. Because we're on the drive home, it's in the prime time slot. Get off your phone. So do you think eventually they'll escalate it to um, like uh, public executions? Oh, I mean, I'm all for a good execution, so... <laughs> I think it's too these much. heretics these days, am I right? Yes, exactly. I- I'm all against the price of this. I think more demerits, but less of a fine. Because if you take a... You know, st- Especially up, if you're rich. 
Yeah, exactly. Rich people are just in favor of this because, oh, no, $1,000 won't matter to you. But, you know, someone's poor, $1,000 is going to matter a lot. But then we come down to the whole situation of if you're getting fined $1,000, why don't you just get, why don't we just do it like eight or six demerits? Just do that straight away. Bang. That's half gone. No, that's but a you, big wake-up call right there. You can still receive demerits for using your phone, though. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying, though. But, like, bump up the demerits. Don't bump up the fine. No, but you're going to get a fine and demerit points. So, in oh. the short term, y- yes, the fine is going to be more effective. In the long term, the demerits are there as well. That's a pretty good equal balance, in my opinion. I think the long term one is better, though. Well, yeah, exactly. The Six p- demerits straight away. Just isn't because it's four right now, isn't it? Uh, I don't actually know because I haven't been caught. So It used to be three. And, and I didn't use my phone when I drive. So. When it firstly got introduced, I got a fine on the first day because I didn't know it was a rule. Which part? The using your phone really? while driving. Yeah. It was a brand new rule. Oh, actually, you know what? Fair enough, I guess, in that sense, because... Uh, and just a massive blitz of it. Oh, no, I was going to say, because it was like 30 years ago when you probably mm. got your license. So, mm. uh, yeah. Thanks. Thanks. <laughs> All the way back in the dawn of time. No, but, but I think it's interesting to bring up the whole uh, argument about, like, fines and stuff like that, because... I actually kind of see this as a catalyst for other fines to be increased. Yeah, but why are they increasing these fines so much when the wages have increased, nothing else has increased, so why are you increasing this? Well, if you do something wrong, you should be punished for it. Yeah, but the punishment is losing your license, not the massive fine. No, but I mean, if someone is using their phone and they cause a crash and kill someone, do you think like a, a $200 fine is going to fix everything? No, but that's something else, though. Yeah, no, just but cause it's, grievous it's, bodily harm. It's different. Yeah, but the potential for causing that is enough. So hopefully our $1,000 fine is deterrent enough so you don't actually get caught and you stop using your phone. We can go back and forth about this all day. Yeah, so I'm going to play another song. It's called High Horse by Kissy Musgrave. Get off your high horse, Alex. <laughs> and that was Spirit Horse of the Cherokee by Man of War. And before that was Inferno by Slumberjack and Twirl. You're listening to Hump Day Vibes with Brock Byron and Alex, driving you home on Radio Fremantle 107.9 FM. And now for our last topic, which is really just us going to... On the topic the, of love. Yeah, on the love topic. Uh, how would you guys like to be asked out? That's a good question. Because how often do males get asked out? Not that often. Uh, yeah, very little or nothing. Yeah. yeah. Have you been asked out before? I guess perhaps once, like directly so. Otherwise, you know, talking to them and they would sort of give you hints that they would want to, so to speak. But uh, not like as in person, like someone like messaging me on Facebook, perhaps. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And what about you, Brock? What not w- frequently, but no. yeah, it has happened. Okay, so how do you want to be asked out if you are asked out? I think the gesture alone would be enough. Um, well, it depends how they do it. It's like, I would very much like it if they were just like super direct about it. Do you want to go for some drinks? Yeah, that'd be awesome. With the word date in there? Um, I don't know. Depends on the, like, a dinner date would be a bit weird. I don't know. Maybe for you. (laughs) Yeah. But the perfect scenario would be, hey, do you want to go to a museum or something? Look at some, I don't know, historical artifacts? That's perfect (laughs) for me. Or maybe, (laughs) it's like, hey, do you want to go to Gibbs Workshop? Look at some Warhammer miniatures? Oh, yeah. Yeah, you're going to get a ring out straight away. Like, arrive there, it's like, will you marry me? Because that's, like, your ideal girl. Yeah, I don't actually know. Um, it's an interesting one, that's for sure. Because I wouldn't say I have like a preference for how it's being done. I guess it's just 
directness? I guess, though, like, if you're asked alone, that means you know for certain that the person is interested in you, regardless. So you don't really have that fear. So because, like, guys are really simple. You don't really need much. Yeah, you don't need to be, you know, wooing or starting a conversation. Just be like, hey, you want to go out for drinks or something like that? Yes! (laughs) (laughs) I like whatever you like! (laughs) No, no, it's just, you know, you take the time and you're like, okay, don't respond in, you know... Okay, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, and okay, now you respond. (laughs) Do you ever have that thing, though, when you're, like, talking to girls online, you sort of overanalyze all the texts? So it's like, she put two Ys in the hay, so that means she's sort of keen, but not really, that sort of thing. Two smiley faces, yes! Really? You guys do that? But it's not a blushy smiley face, so she's, like, happy, but not really into me, and all that sort of thing. Or there's this, you know, before emojis, there was a smiley face, and then the just smile kept going, so to speak. Mm. And the length of it was related to how much she liked you. <laughs> That's before my time. What? Are you, you guys overthink this way too much. <laughs> I guess. The, I guess. The, I guess. The, I guess the most straightforward one would be eggplant. With, Just with water at the end. Is that what you're thinking? <laughs> uh, TMI. Yeah. You know? But uh, yeah, I think that would just be the most straightforward one. No, that's a booty call, man. That's not asking out. Wow. Yeah. What about yourself, though, Baron? You haven't answered any of these questions yet yourself. I have, though. I've said direct as well. Just, oh, did you? Just, yeah, I'd, like, I'd prefer a phone exactly? call. I'd prefer a phone call, a phone to be call. honest. Yeah. What about in person? Well, in person's great and all, but, I mean, that'll be a second date. Yeah. yeah. I mean, in this day and age, meeting people in person organically is hard. Really mm. hard. So it's just, you know, a phone call would be nice. Oh. Yeah. So you just, like, call me. Call me on 0400... I'm not giving you the rest. <laughs> One three double o oh, six triple five. Oh wait, hundred double o ten sixty six. No, you ruined the joke. Okay, let's go to the next no, one because that was a UK ad. Ah. coming up now. It's called. It was like Hastings. It was like some insurance thing. Anyway, coming up is a song by the one and only Sabaton. It is Shirayama, the last stand of the samurai, and that was Shirayama by Sabaton by the. Gods, I love that song. We know you do. Yes. Were you playing something there? Nothing. Nothing? Nothing. Okay. Well, unfortunately... 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 I speak very better England, don't worry. You're a good mumble rapper. Yes, indeed. But unfortunately, it is now time to wrap up this show of Hump Day Vibes with Brock, Byron and Alex, driving you home on Radio Fremantle 107.9 FM. So, any final words, you two, before I execute thee? Uh, have a good Valentine's Day, everyone. Yeah. I know. I'll try to celebrate with my sister's wedding. Aw. Shall we just play the tiny violin there? Yes. Oh, it's very sad. <laughs> but uh, anyways, if you enjoyed the show today, once again, uh, just for a couple of plugs, Facebook at Hump Day Vibes, Instagram at Hump Day Vibes, we're at Podbean, which is Hump Day Vibes, humpdayvibes.com, and of course, we are on Spotify with the same name. Hope you had a great time uh, listening to us. That's it for my plugs. All right. Anything from you, Byron? No, he plugged it. Okay. Oh, well. Bye.